Well, let me say this. I ain't no Lee Sweat. <laughs> but you get what you get and you don't, don't overfit. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to not do a whole lot because we kind of got short notice. But, you know, me and the Lord can do all things. Who strengthens me? And I was going to start out at the... Um, I was going to start out at um, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and I am going to go ahead and uh, read those first two verses, and then I'm going to skip on over to um, uh, verse 10. And because I'm skipping is because there is no children here. But I am going to read it because we're all older, and our parents, most of them, have already passed away. But we still have some, but we're not kids. And it says, Children, obey your parents as the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. And we do have two young people here that even though they become of age and went through school and going out on their own, they still need to honor and obey their parents because their parents have been there and done that, and they're only giving them courage that they may walk in their paths and not have to suffer some of the consequences of disobedience. When we're disobedient unto God uh, as adults, we suffer sometimes. And as children, when we're disobedient to parents, we suffer by their hands. And it's a good thing because this is why we've got the undisciplined generation that we deal with today is because there's no discipline in the home but as adults a lot of our problems is from undisciplined of ourselves and God leaves that up to you when you become an adult and you come into the family of God he tells you to judge yourself Therefore, he's not going to have to judge you at that judgment day. He's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter in. Or he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. And you can walk like a Christian, you can talk like a Christian, but you can be living like hell. So just by what you say and what you do, don't make you a Christian. It's being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and letting him guide you and direct you and uh, your feet. He said he would direct your feet. And today, we didn't expect this, but you know what? Even God wants you to let the ground rest every seven years. He wants rest. And when we got a pastor, which we're all uh, pulling for him, and we're entering into a battle now because we're in, entering into a battle of the body of Christ in this church because the enemies come against the church. We got Regina the sick. She's a good service uh, person. She served the church with her music and, and, and brought us good songs. And 
what has he done? The enemy has come in to attack her. I don't like to give him any credit. But you know what? God gave us power to put the devil under our feet. But we have to exercise those rights. If we don't exercise them, we're not going to get no results. I'm going to skip over here to um, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all preservation, preservance and supplications for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly. Boldly means confidence. You got to have confidence when you speak. You had a lot of people think bold, being bold is, you know, more or less being smart like I say, but you know, just coming against people. It's not. It's being confident to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds. And therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that you also may know my affairs and how I do to be loved brothers and faithful ministers in the Lord shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that ye might know our affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. This is Paul writing in in Timothy. Paul was one of the great writers of most of these books because I I assume he was like an evangelist because he traveled here and there, and he had that hard task just like a preacher does. He had to tell them when they was doing it right, and he had to tell them when they was doing it wrong. And I'm sure when he told them wrong that what they did wrong they wasn't as receptive as they was when they was receiving what was right. Because we're all Christians, we all have feelings. And as I said one time before when I was in the church, if the shoe fits, wear it. And you better judge yourself. Because we're not here. He said, don't be a judge, lest all you become is a judge. And so we can't judge one another. We see something, and we can certainly pray and lift them up to God. And that's what I that's my answer. We really need to pray for them. So, you know, 
Christ is a merciful, forgiving God. And he said he'd not be willing that one soul be lost. And if he, if we be Christ-like, and we want to be like God, then we have to be willing that one soul be lost. And that's where I stand this morning. My desire is not one soul be lost. And greatly, greatly is the time of our Lord coming back. And if people ever wanted to get ready for his coming, today is the day. But, you know, we, can't, we can only tell them and seek them. But God has to draw them. He said he'd draw all men unto him. But you know what? They have to be on the receiving end. They want to be. They've got to come to God and want to be a Christian. And not just for faith's sake, but truly get in there and do and work and be a servant of the Lord. And that's what I say. It's not my will, but God's will. That's what Jesus said when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He weeped. Some people might think he don't weep. In one place it says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He weeped. He said, Lord, if it be so, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but thy will be done. And you know, as Christians, it's not our will we should be worrying about. It should be God's will that we're worried about. What is his will for our lives? And so, as I stand here today, it wasn't my will to be here, but it was God's will. Because we have to be a willing servant of God. Because everything we do, we do it as unto God. And so, as Brother Lee and Sister Connie is not here today, they need this time for rest. The last time we were here, I told them, I said, Jim Connie needs to take a rest. And, you know, we can sometimes be so heavenly-minded that we become no earthly good. And I don't, you think, well, how could that be? It is, because we, get so, we can get so caught up in the things of God and the work that has to be done and everything else, we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until we have worn ourselves out. And that's why he wants us to rest. We've got to do everything in moderation, even rest from the things of not away from God, but the things of God, like keeping the church here, keeping the message coming forth, even a pastor's got to take a rest because if he don't, it, it wears him out. But today I stand here. God says everything happens for the best of them that loves the Lord. And maybe this is for the best for Brother Lee and Sister Connie because they need a rest. And I'm praying that they have a quick recovery because, you know, like I said, I ain't no Lee Sweat. But, you know, I love them with all of my heart, and I want them to be back in the congregation. But as a body of this church, we're in a battle. And we've seen a lot of our members attacked 
in a lot of ways. So today, as we enter in this battle, let's be strong. And let's take and turn to Philippians, the fourth chapter. And this is in closing. Turn to the sixth verse. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, unto God. And that's what we want to do. And then verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And that's what we are as a body of Christ here in this church. Lee and Connie might not be here physically, but I know they're here spiritually. Why? Because they serve the same God I serve. And as a body of Christ, they are part of this body. So today, as we've had to come here and them not be present, you know, it grieves our heart. But we deep down know they need this rest. And so as we walk in this morning, we part of us, I don't know if all of us knew they wouldn't be here. But when we walk out, we know they weren't here. And so as you go, I would like to call a fast. And if you can take one meal this week, you choose it. And fast that meal that God will quickly return them to us. And, you know, you can choose and pick. I'm not telling you what day. I'm not telling you what hour. But I am calling a fast that you fast one meal this week, that our pastor will be back in this place a lot quicker than what they thought he would be. Because, you know, no one knows the situation better than God. And so as we do what verse 6 said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let us recall. Let your request be made unto God. And that's what we want to do this morning. But we want to arm ourselves, like I said, back over there. And uh, when I begin to read, put on the full armor of God this morning. I mean, we're going into a battle. We have got to come against the enemy in this church. You can see the congregation is a lot less than it used to be. And that's because the enemy has come against practically every family in this in this church. Something has come against them. But you know what? We're victorious in Jesus Christ. Because the enemy, what he meant for bad, <laughs> glory, you're going to turn it around through your prayers. And God's going to bring, bring it back greater when he, when he brings them back. Lee will be greater than when he left. And I believe that in my heart. More and more, you know, what the enemy meant for bad, God's going to take and turn around for good. And so today, as we're here together as a body, I'd like for you all to stand up in closing, at my part of the service. Stand up, and I'm going to ask Brother uh, Dustin, to pray for Lee and Connie and for the body here, for the whole body of, 
of Christ that's in this church because we need it. Each one of us need prayer. And if you don't have any needs yourself, pray for somebody else. Because, you know, when you're praying for somebody else, do you know that need you have, whether you know you have it or not, God is going to take an answer to that prayer for you when you are putting someone else before yourself. So as Brother Dustin says this prayer, if you want to, put a few names in there. You know, pray for somebody else along with them. Because prayer is expandable. And God's spirit can go anywhere, any place. No limits on God. So I thank you all for listening to me today. And I want you to pray. And, and if you can, fast for Lynn Connie and for the body here at the church. And uh, I, I appreciate each and every one here in the church. And I appreciate the fact that they had enough faith in me to bring me forth. Brother Dustin. Yes, from top of his head to soul of feet. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. God a little bit longer here. We had a good message. Brenda, thank you for thank your message. You. Sam, thank you for your songs that you had for us. Uh, we won't have to tarry long, if you will, but let's sing one little praise song or two and just let God bless us today. I know the Lord will make a way for me I know the Lord will make a way for me 
Thank you, Jesus. And if I live a holy life, I shun the wrong and choose the right. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Touch us, Lord. Rain down upon us. I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. And if I live a holy life, I shun the wrong and choose the right. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Can you raise your hands up? Raise your hands. Know the Lord will make a way for me. Thank you, Jesus. I know the Lord will make a way for me. And if I live a holy life, I shun the wrong and choose the right. I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for Pastor Lee. And if I live a holy life, I shun the wrong and choose the right. I know the Lord will make a way for Lee. I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Thank you, Jesus. If I live a holy life, I shun the wrong and choose the right. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Thank you, Jesus. Reach out, reach out, and touch the Lord, bless the Lord as He, as he goes by. Well, you will find He's not too busy. Just to hear your heart's cry Well, he's passing by this moment All your needs he'll supply Reach out, reach out and touch the Lord Trust the Lord As he goes by Reach out, 
reach out and touch the Lord, touch the Lord as He goes by. Well, you will find He's not too busy just to hear your heart's cry. Well, He's passing by this moment. All your needs He'll supply. Reach out, reach out, and touch the Lord. Touch the Lord as He goes by. One more time. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Well, you will find. You'll find he's not too busy. Not too busy just to hear your heart's cry. Well, he's passing by this moment. All your needs he'll supply. Reach out, reach out, and touch the Lord. Touch the Lord as he goes by. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the blessed name of Jesus. Lord, we're thanking you for the great service today. We're thanking you for that, that flow of the Holy Spirit that you have. Each one of us, I see as a conduit, that's a conduit for the Holy Spirit. To just flow from you, from above, through us, and throughout into this world. God, I pray that that be your will. I pray that your will for all of us, as your word says, that none would fall to the wayside, that all would come to, unto you, Jesus. Your word says, in fact, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Oh, what a time it'll be when that's the case. Lord, as we walk out these doors, I'm, I'm praying your hedge of protection be upon each member. We are so valuable. I see the value in everybody that's here. What a wonderful thing it is to be able to look and see the love that uh, my fellow brothers and sisters have for each other and for you. God, so as they go out the doors and as I go out and we get into our automobiles, that hedge of protection be strong upon us. God, that your will would be done with every one of us and that we would uh, show more love to each other and show more love to the world as your word says. Jesus, we ask all these things in your name. Amen.